Blog Talk Radio. Up from the depths, 30 stories high, breathing fire, it's head in the sky, Godzilla, 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 and Godzilla. in the near future is COVID coming to an end are we actually going to go stand in line again and do expensive autographs and photographs without our faces covered I mean is all of this going to happen we don't know but first let me introduce our sexy witches my co-host in the west coast Pacific Northwest the enchantress of nevermore Someday we'll be back on the screen and on the theater and dancing and singing for everybody, or at least, you know, building sets and making sure you sit your asses down and shut up. So, the badass manager, too. Please welcome to the show, Raven Jester Hawk. How you doing? That was a very weird random intro. I am a very weird random person, so a weird random <laughs> intro is completely appropriate. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. So, how is... How is the uh, Pacific Northwest treating you right now? Um, it's it's getting a little better. The uh, we're supposed to be getting more shipments of vaccine since we were completely jacked and got way too few. Um, so it's just starting to get to the point where people can sign up for vaccines at like Walmart and local places without having to go through the government to do it. So um, it's, it's getting there. Great. We got probably about another month of catching up to do. You're you're getting there though. Um, I'm glad you're here. Uh, We finally caught up. We were near the bottom too. And now we're actually moving Mm up. Um, I was just telling you off air that I am scheduled to have my first shot on Thursday, so tomorrow, um, and um, it's because I work for a vaccine manufacturer, so I get to go mm-hmm. get one. Um, had to wait two tiers, but I didn't have to wait three like my ex is having to do, but he, good news for him, he is going to have his own shots 
um, he'll be eligible on the 30th here in Maryland. So even though, so, you know, I don't want to, I might have some issues with him, Aaron, but I don't want your cousin to die on me. Not like that. Um, so, you know, I, I, there's other ways, maybe, because, you know, I'm much more creative than that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, so. But, Did you promise Harley Quinn it would be slow? <laughs> oh well, we'll get to Snyder in a minute. Yeah, we. Uh, we'll, so let me go ahead and introduce the giggling factors. I'll be right back, Raven. Um, so on the Southland in the West Coast, in you know La La Land itself, we have my cousin and General Pigtails himself, Aaron Cogan. How you doing? I am doing well, but again. You're the reason I'm General Pigtails. That was not it's my stuck. idea. It's that was stuck. your idea, lady producer, not it, me. It's stuck. It's stuck. Okay. I it called did. you. It I did. called you. I called you once, and then everyone started calling you that. Right. I mean, and you were the you idea captain. to do the pigtails in the first place. Oh, well, the pigtails were like that was just a stroke. Like I did not come with that. That was a muse. Okay. The muse hit me over no, the head with a hammer, and it, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, it's my hair. And it was like flash. It's like pigtails. I didn't even like blink. It was just so obvious. <laughs> it was great. And he was captain. He is captain pigtails to some, general pigtails to other. But he is my sure. cousin and my partner right. in crime. And maybe, maybe someday we'll get to go back to Disneyland, which I assume you're going to come back on our next episode and give us the local only update of what Disneyland's like now that we open. Ooh, hells yeah. Um, because right now it looks like it's locals only. Yeah. Uh, when they open up, to, which is going to be well, soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't mind oh, risking yeah. COVID, I would love a review. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that's, that's my plan. Yeah. Did you get to ride the 15 minute ride? In in, in um, Galaxy's Edge. Apparently, we can ride, but we're not supposed to scream. And I if you're that, that, that up, I, I will that. send you the link. We are. Yeah, no, it's no. the recommendation of the state is that we enjoy our ride thoroughly, but we do not open our mouths to scream. You know that the easiest yeah, way to so, spread COVID so. is singing, right? Like screaming oh, yeah. is yeah, bad, yeah. but it's, it's actually singing. It's actually one of the reasons why they have to keep elder choirs apart, right? Yeah, um, exactly right. Very, very dangerous. That's the real problem with Disneyland. It's not screaming because most of the rides aren't scary, but the music <laughs> is catchy as fuck. I mean, you got small worlds, <laughs> you got. I mean, who doesn't go on on like Pirates of the Caribbean and they'll go yo ho yo? Yeah. Pirates like I mean, you can't, right? You can't. Um, or, or I'm not sure I've ever ridden that without singing. I mean, come on. We're really bad eggs. I can't help but sing. We're really bad eggs. Got it? That's the best line ever in a song. Uh, Yeah. No. So uh, anyway, so we'll talk about that on another episode. But that is your homework. Excellent. Okay. I'm gonna twist your arm, right? That'll be awesome. All right. And a little closer to me, and a little bit, uh, but yet still far away. Even though West Virginia is actually doing really well in their COVID thing. Congratulations on that. Yes, we are. Yeah, please welcome back to the show my Repo Nerds co-host, which we ever do an episode someday. Uh, please welcome <laughs> to the show, Steve, the Wizard of Wandling. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm happy to be here. I'm doing great, and um, yeah, I got the I got the uh, first first shot for the Moderna, and I'm get, I'm I'm getting the second in a couple weeks. So uh, yeah, we nice. are doing good. 
with COVID here. Yeah. So it's well, like you said, I've got that itch because things are slowly seeming like we might go back normal-ish times, you know? So well, it's, it's all of a sudden, I'm making plans and attend yeah. to attend things. And I, I didn't, it just started happening. Like I wasn't even trying, right? Um, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that in the second hour because I do want to talk about that kind of stuff. But we got a few sure. more minutes and I want to give a full 15 minutes to the Snyder Cut. And, but let's really quick give a few minutes just to do a quick Oscars recap. And I mean quick because we're going to do a full episode at Oscar time and I'm going to call it 2020 Countdown Redux. We're going to go and redo our countdown. <laughs> Uh, from the top of the year with all the Oscar nominees that we can cram and any other films we're trying to get in. So, like, I just saw the Gretel and Hansen movie by Osgood Perkins. Yeah, I love that. It was pretty. It was very, very pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw, uh, was it Judas and the Black Messiah? I just saw that. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I saw that. Um, And Lockheed Tiffield, I always mess his name up. He was He's amazing in it, and people are going to see uh, Danny Kailua, who's really good, but, oh, my God, is, is like, like that is one of the most conflicted, complex characters I've seen in a long time. So I, I really yeah. enjoyed Judas and Black Messiah, and I thought that um, it was everything that, uh, Black, that Black Klansman was trying to be, and the style was getting in the way of the story. And I don't think that mm-hmm. was the problem with this movie, right on. I think. Yeah, so I really, really like this movie a lot. So um, and yeah. it's up for best picture. So um, and, and so that was cool. I, I haven't seen No Man No Man's Land yet, but it is cute. I did. Now for for oh, how how did you like it? Um, I think Frances McDormand is just amazing, no matter what she does. So Love that's her. already brilliant. Uh, the filmmaking style was really cool because uh, they basically put fictional characters into a documentary. Um, However, it felt like the target audience was rich white people that didn't understand that there are more than one type of houseless person. Um, Um, So if you're looking for anything eye-opening. Is it really pretty poverty porn, kind of? No. No, no, it's Um, not poverty. It's it's just nomads. Okay, cool. It's just nomads. I thought it was about something that I don't think it is about now that you say that. It's not about somebody yeah. that's lost anything, is it? It's about actual just well, nomadic no, people. Well, it's, it's a now, it, it, it's like under every the frame. film from this year. <laughs> but, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's under the it's under the frame of Frances McDormand's character, who has uh, been laid off from a wow. job, at, at, you know, in the Empire Land. Um, okay. And so it's that's the frame of how she joins this nomadic society. And so then you see her see becoming a nomad through her eyes because she's kind of the noob, Um, but it's a really amazing direction and, and the naturalism of how they incorporated real characters with fictional characters. It looks amazing. Um, I just don't expect to learn anything from it. If you've been outside of your house. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, but that's good. I haven't. I, I know that uh, Mank was a favorite of of the group here, right? Uh, yeah, everyone liked I Mank. loved it. Um, yeah. And it's up for cinematography, of course. Um, Minari is a, is a very strong choice for for best picture, and actually might yeah. might not win best picture, but it's gonna hit a few awards for sure. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, in the supporting area. Um, I have yet to see it, though. I, I just know that it's the buzz from it is yeah. really friggin' strong. Now, for us geeks, the three that we're rooting for, at least I am, is mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, Promising yeah. Young Woman is probably the closest we're going to get to a genre picture, and The Sound of Metal is a documentary about heavy metal, sort of, kind of. So there's that. Um, Sasha Barry Cohen is up for um, Best Supporting Actor for Trial of Chicago 7. And here's, get this, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the buzz coming from Hollywood right now. Because they put Lakeith Stanfield and Danny Kailula as supporting actors, by the way, they are the title of the movie. Lakeith is yeah. friggin' Judas. And the Black Messiah is Daniel Kaluuya. Um, by the way, I was in absolute tears at the end of that movie, even though I knew exactly what was about to happen. It was awful. They're thinking that because for some reason this happened, it's going to split the vote. And, you know, who's going to come out on top in a split vote race? Sasha Bear Cohen. It, it, it could happen. And so it, it right now, it's going to probably be one of those three, even though I want to shout out Leslie, my boy Leslie Odom Jr. is on the list, and that would be, if he won, that'd be one step closer to E-Gotting. Uh, so, you know, he's already got two. That would be three. I don't know which the fourth one is. But he's got a Grammy. He has a Tony. Oscar. So what's the Emmy? He doesn't, does he have an Emmy? I don't know if he has an Emmy. But I think he's been nominated for one. Maybe someone while we're discussing that, Borat, but, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, while we're discussing yeah. Borat, I got to give a shout out again to Maria Bakalova. Yes. Phenomenal. And that film so would not be what it is without her. She was uh, amazed balls. She won Fantastic. the Golden Globe, didn't she? Yes, she did indeed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's great. I mean, um, as supporting actors, it, that would be a killer win, by the way. I would be yes, screaming really would. and running around my room <laughs> and cheering. Uh, everyone thinks Olivia Colman's going to get it, though. Right. Well, she she's, uh, yeah. she yeah. is award bait. Like she's so good at winning awards. She she's so good at accepting awards. Her tits and she's gonna get an award. All right. I mean, really. Well, she right did here in Fleabag. La La Land. She did that in Fleabag. Uh, out, got an award. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say out here in La La Land, uh, they're really pushing Amanda everywhere you turn for billboards yeah. and print ads and da da da. She has the most money. They, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well. <laughs> She's got go. Fincher money back here <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, I don't imagine... want to too much more into the awards show because, I mean, you know, obviously we know the front runners are, and it's been out for a little while. But I do want to say that I my my uh, runner, I love Wolfwalkers. I would like to see that win over Soul, though. I, I want to see that. Kind of pull that. Um, I, mean, I would love to see that company Apple. win something. It always gets nominated yeah. and never wins. Secret of Kells. Uh, Secret of Kells is one of my yeah. favorite animated films in years, and this is on oh, that yeah. level. Song so, of the Sea um, won stuff. What? I'm sorry. Song of the Song Sea, of the sea won Song awards. Of the sea. Yes, it's up. The Farmageddon is up for one. I actually have seen no. all the films except. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen all the animated. No, no, no. Uh, she was saying so. uh, from the, the from the same studio, Song of the Sea. Did very oh, well awards wise. I thought she was talking about Song of the Sheep because that's also nominated. But yeah, Song of the Sheep yeah, was nominated. Yeah. Um, the Bread, what was that? The Breadwinner? Oh, that was a tough movie. Um, that was also 
nominated. That was the one about the kids in Afghanistan. Oh my goodness, that was really good. Mm-hmm. All, that company just keeps pumping out great movies. Um, so, yeah. uh, and uh, anyway, and I would like to shout out to uh, Roberto Benigni got a nomination for Pinocchio, uh, which mm-hmm. is the second time shooting Pinocchio. Oh, so that's really? kind of interesting. I know. I was going to um, <laughs> And a makeup board. Um, and then last but not least, I want to give a shout out to, well, two shout outs. I'll take not last one. First, Love and Monsters is up for visual effects. Hell to the yes on that. Uh, one of nice. our kind of films is actually yeah. true, honest to God, genre film nominated. And then uh, for Best Sound, you have Sound of Metal in there, which is actually a front runner. But as you know, they usually give it to the loudest war film. And there's only one on the list this year, and that is Greyhound. So we'll see. So Sound of Metal actually might have a chance because sound is mm-hmm. it's so important to that movie. You can't yeah. do a movie without yeah. it. Um, so anyway, let's switch gears and talk about a movie that would never win any awards in my life or in real world. Uh, because, first of all, I'm just going to say this right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you know anything about me, I am not a Zack Snyder fan. Don't like him. <clears throat> I've tried. To be honest with you, I do. I've seen all of his films. I like two of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I like two of them, and I, I never rewatch them. So, uh, so, but for this show... And did this for Aaron for this show. We are going to talk about for the next few minutes. <laughs> Thank you. The Snyder Cut. And not only did I watch the Snyder Cut, after I watched the Snyder Cut, I put in the theatrical and rewatched that too. I sat through six uh-huh. hours of friggin' Snyder for you. <laughs> you owe me. I did the same thing. You're so <laughs> owe me. There's no way you can repay that kind of thing. No, that, that's I, 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 I am far <laughs> That's not payable debt. So did, did Steve or Raven, it wasn't did bad. That? It wasn't bad. Did I do it what? Was overblown. Did you watch um, the Snyder Cut? Uh, no. I watched it four times. Like I'm a huge, oh huge fan. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Mother Mary Joseph. I have watched it four times. I am a huge fan. I was just gonna be quiet about it. <laughs> you can be a fan. I, I don't diss people for liking stuff, but I just Well, I get the toxicity like that comes with the fan movement for one. Like, I understand that there were some really nefarious individuals that did some really shitty things and yeah. uh, bullied their way around the internet. Like, I get that. Um, I get that, and I understand why Ann Sarnoff came out and was immediately like, okay, congratulations. We are not making any more of these movies, by the way. We are not releasing a David Cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? She gave the interview that was like, oh, I no, we're not. For a re-edit of we're the not abiding Squad people movie. anymore. I still think the first Suicide Squad movie has a good movie in there. They just didn't I find do it. I, I think agree. it's fun. I just think it's full And we haven't seen it yet. They changed it too much. But I do think it's fun. I think you're right. It's a mess, but it's fun. It's a hot um, mess. It's it. badly structured. That's part of it. Yeah. Like, somebody sure. didn't edit it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Edit yeah. It, folks. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. And speaking of that, the Snyder Cut doesn't have any either. Um, None whatsoever. Yep. Uh, I, I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm gonna actually not diss right now. Okay, I'm gonna shut up about my dissing and my hating of Snyder, and actually talk about what I liked. Sure. Okay. Because guess yeah. what? I like some of the things the Snyder Cut did over the theatrical, and I like some of the things theatrical did over the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. I think that they're both got merits for what they are. 
Um, I do think overall the longer version is better, but that's like Dune. Dune gets better the longer it goes anyway. You know, few things made more sense, like the full-on assault that Batman does to the dome in the theatrical cut. He's just like, oh, this huge dome thing has been protecting the bad guys, and he just shoots his way through, and that's it. <laughs> and, right. and at yep. least in the Snyder cut, they kind of explain what he's doing and how it was right, done for him right. to do it. There's a lot of stuff like that where I'm like, oh, like there's that. more logic to it now. Yeah, you know, they did a lot of stuff like continuity that. is a little better. Okay, so yeah, we'll give them that. For sure. Um, I am livid what they did to Cyborg in the theatrical cut. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what they did to the Flash. They made the Flash a coward and they kept rewriting. True. Rewrite, they were, True. And what, what things I don't understand is they inexplicably rewrote scenes with the exact same information. With the but exact like, same for like one line of dialogue. It's ridiculous. Just to do the throwaway <laughs> joke that had no reason to be in there. It's right? the, I didn't it, know it, that it, until recently that that's what a lot of the reshot stuff was. was like literally the same scene with like a different inflection Whedon wanted or like a like you said a th- it's insane a throwaway joke it, it made no sense um, I, I'm I'm a little bit mixed about how I feel about Steppenwolf I like some of the things about the theatrical oh, really? Steppenwolf better I think he looks better in the theatrical cut but get this I think he actually is a better character in the, in the longer cut because yeah. One, yeah. one of my favorite things in the newer cut was the extended cut of the first battle in the nest uh, with Steppenwolf and his people when they have to save the hostages, okay? It's, oh, in, the, yeah, it's, it's in the theatrical cut, but they rewrote Flash's character to be totally useless and the whole thing. By the way, he is not useless in that. Not movie. at all. He is an active participant, and so one of the best visual sequences is him saving the, the people from – Oh, oh, he jumps and saves them from the rocks, and all they can see is these flashes above their heads. That was cool. It's I thought so that was cool. cool. And that's not that in the theatrical cool. It's not in the theatrical cool. cut. No, yeah. it is not. That is completely different. Um, they, they truncated his character. They, Cyborg's dad is almost completely gone, and he's an active participant in the, in yeah. the Snyder cut. Um, well, Joe Morgan's you know, a big part of this movie. It, 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 it's... it's um, Wonder Woman actually gets to shine uh, in, yeah. in the in the Snyder version. Uh, like that battle, this is actually what I like. Steppenwolf knows he's got to get these mother boxes. Which, by the way, I'm going to say once again, I am so sick of comic book and their friggin' MacGuffins. Give us something <laughs> yeah. real. Um, you know, who gives a fuck about a mother box and a life Nobody does. Yeah. Okay. Who cares? Real estate yeah. is not villains, <laughs> or not villains, you know. <laughs> but, but he has a choice. He's supposed to be working with these boxes, and the theatrical cut, he does say, this is a distraction, and they have him leave all of a sudden. In the other one, he's like, I'm going to fight this fucking Amazon. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, like, he's like, you've got the smell of the old God, blood of the old God. You know, he's like, he's like yeah. intrigued, and he actually, and so he takes her. He's like, this one's mine. <laughs> and, and I was like, all right, bring it, you know, and so that also, even though I know it, it is fashionable to hate Amber Heard, she holds her own against Steppenwolf in the theatrical Yeah, she's got a new And acting. I like that, too. She actually British had she, well, she had to drain, she drained his blood out of him and almost killed him. Yeah, and that I, was a really cool part. That was really cool. 
So, see, I like some things about the Snyder Cut. Uh, So there were some things I like. Now, it was way too long, even for a director's cut. Um, It dragged the slow-mo thing. That's really what I hate about Snyder's direction. Everything has to be slow and epic. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) No, you know, stop, stop. It's kind of his lens flare, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's worse than lens flare. I can deal with the lens flare. I can't deal with the slow yeah, You're right. Uh, I, I, you're I right. am one of these people, and it's a bad habit, I know, because there is way too much exposition in, in the four-hour version, because there has to be. You know, it is comic books. Everyone loves exposition in comic book movies. I don't know why. I'm one of these people, plot, 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 go, 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 plot, 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 go, go, go. So I get impatient, and Snyder hits all my impatient buttons. <laughs> so, um, well, Raven, you're very quiet. Does he have anything to add, or are you just being very quiet? I'm listening. I didn't see the cut, the Snyder cut. I saw the I saw the first one in the theater. Um, but it's been it so long. I feel like experience. I have nothing to contribute. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like? What I think is interesting the most about the movie um, in itself, just you know, f- film schools will kind of balk at this suggestion, but I- I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure that they should, especially on an introductory level. You could seriously play these movies back to back and just show because the journey is the same. It's still about these mother boxes and Steppenwolf and the team coming together to stop him from wreaking havoc on Earth. You know, you, you go the same beats. A lot of the beats are the same in the same places, but it's just a good example. Like when you see of just style. You know, you get some of Joss Whedon, even though it's certainly not his best, but if you watch that theatrical cut, you can see, see, you know, uh, an attempt from him and his style coming through, and then you watch the the Snyder cut or or parts of it and just show people maybe just certain segments of how the same footage and do a lot with it, a lot of different things with it to change its entire, you know, meaning, probably without ever setting foot on a film set in 2021. And I think that that's kind of a lot of stuff like that is probably the most interesting stuff about it to people that are not like big DC geeks. And that also really like Zack Snyder. That's a very small amount of people. And I'm kind of like a shameful Zack Snyder fan. Like I don't want to be associated with those people. You know what I mean? But I like those movies. So I'm conflicted, but like, I just think that would be probably the most worthwhile thing about it is just checking out the differences in something when you have like the mm. same footage and story. It's just really crazy it to seems, me how different it, seems it was. Wasteful. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and the jokes weren't even that good. They didn't really land. Uh, oh, and, yeah, and, no, I, they didn't. and I am absolutely a defender of Josh Whedon's screenplays. I think they're some of the snappiest, best wit ever. I think the screenplay to the first Avengers movie is brilliant, especially the back half oh, yeah. of that film. So, and of course, I can't. Nobody can diss on the brilliance of the first three seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Come on, they were right. they were brilliant. Yeah. They were absolutely brilliant. Sure. I love Firefly uh, and Serenity too. I love yeah, I, so, but in this case, it just seemed not necessary to bring him in and do this. Like he didn't add anything. Yeah. He didn't bring anything to the table. Um, I, I probably would have had the same issues I always had with Zack Snyder when I went to go, if I went to see that film in the theaters. Mm. And um, I will say I liked it better than Wonder Woman 84. 
I would rank it me higher. Too. Um, I, I yeah, rank that high. Too. There's only one movie that's worth of the DC films, in my opinion, and that was Batman versus Superman. I think that movie is dreadful. Um, <laughs> it is. Like, like dreadful. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman one... and Shazam are the two best movies in the DCU. I right? love Shazam. Well, I think because... Shazam is so underrated. That's because yep. my boy that my boy was running the, the that shot our remote stuff for the FP. He's the he's the drone yeah. camera shooter for that movie. You know, <laughs> no, right McDonald. So that's why. It's that's awesome. Right. It's well, a part of it's just just seen... part of the FP universe. <laughs> so like, I was gonna say after seeing all four and a half hours of the Snyder Cut, um, first off, I I have to apologize to Peter Jackson for dissing on him with too many endings. <laughs> I thought Oh man. It kept going and going and I lost it ends four times. It really does end five and I've seen it up to know uh it ends four times. Like those last two things are clearly a mid credit and an end credit sequence that he just threw at the end instead of separating it like it should be. Like you know what I mean? Like I I read something (laughs) Snyder said specifically about that final shot with the sequence with um, the Martian Manhunter at the end. First of all, it actually was supposed to be right a teaser, and it was supposed to be the Green Lantern. But right. The, but the um, the the um, producers and studio it's were like, no, because no, for some reason they like after the Green Lantern movie, they're just like, once again, <laughs> real estate and clouds are not villains. It, it wasn't anything to do with Ryan Reynolds. As a matter of fact, Martin Strong is really good as Sinestro. I think about that. Uh, yeah. He's the only thing yes. good about it. But he is. He is good. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, but but they didn't want him in there, and he, so they used Martian Manhunter because they already had the the CG ready to go and everything. Right. And they re- ended up reshooting actually everybody's lines in the end for that scene. Well, if you've seen the whole um, trilogy, he had a big part in Man of Steel, and it is I'm a fan, yeah. and even I can admit because they did retrofit this shared universe like when wasn't at all the plan. But it's just funny when you go back and watch those movies. General Stanwick was Martian Manhunter the whole time. Like, go back and watch Man of Steel and and laugh at the fact that he's sitting on the ground, like, make, calling the president of the United States, like, trying to figure out what the hell Superman. You know what I mean? Like, there's this whole plot with him, in in, in, in that involves a lot of kind of like him as a general being an active general, and it doesn't make sense that when Zod came, he didn't act. Like when Lex Luthor had all this stuff going on in BBS, he didn't act except to let Lois, like, come give him a bullet to analyze in a government lab. Like, you know, like, it's like, uh, it, it doesn't really make sense, the, the Martian Manhunter reveal. As as a fan, clear-headed fan of that, clear-eyed fan of that trilogy, it, it's really silly that that uh, he that Stanwick is Martian Manhunter. It just, it, it's stupid. Well, it's okay. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Th- this this version is is now defunct, and it ended sure. with one of the. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm about to bring. I'm going to bring on our guest now. Uh, by the way, um, because he yeah. can also, I'm sure, want to contribute to this because we got to talk about the end, the end end of the movie. Uh, but and he has a movie oh, to talk about yeah. first. So first, let me bring back to my show. He is a director. He's a, a horror geek, and he is the director of Frankenstein and all sorts of crazy movies. He has a movie out on Troma now, and his new film, which is kind of like his Evil Dead 2. That's what I told him, you know, because he, he made his original was like Once Upon a Nightmare, and now he has 
Mother News presents Once Upon a Nightmare, which will premiere at the Grind Exploitation Film Festival in Winchester, Virginia. Please welcome back to the show my boy, Richard Tanner. Hello, sir. Welcome back to Second Ooh. Wicked. Hello, hello. Thanks. Thanks for that great intro. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad. So before we talk about your film, sir, we are I'm allowing exactly 15 minutes for the Snyder yeah. Cut. Um, it was it. a four-hour movie. How can I get this yeah. out in 15 minutes? Uh, that's, it's Snyder. It's my, my show. Okay. <laughs> but we want to talk about the end with Jared Leto and the apocalypse um, and all that. And, and Lois well, Lane the, the is sad. But the, but the one that we're, everyone, the, the nightmare sequence at the end, since we're talking about nightmares. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that and what could have been? Yeah. Why is suddenly Batman psychic? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. The, the way that they do that, the way it should have been done, as as, a, as just, the way I think it should have been done was that obviously Barry Allen is um, going to travel back through time using the Speed Force, and so he should have been in the cave. In, in BVS, it's comical because they make it a dream sequence, but then Barry Allen actually travels back through time. So it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Either it was mm-hmm. a dream sequence or Barry Allen traveled back through time. So they're trying to kind of have it both ways and it doesn't, it just confused the hell out of people. Um, Zack Snyder seems to be convinced though. One critique I'll give him as a fan that a lot of general audiences just know a lot of this really kind of like archaic, almost just a lot of comic stuff that like maybe you and I know, but like a normal part, like I try to tell my girlfriend about the anti-life equation, and she's like, "What? What the hell? I don't give a shit." You know, she's it's, like, it's a MacGuffin. No one gives a fuck about MacGuffin. That's not Heath Ledger. That's not the joke. You know what I mean? That's not cool DC stuff. That's not Joaquin Phoenix or something. That's not going to entice somebody to watch it. I don't think. But yeah, I, I just that muddles it. Like you know. Um, it's yeah. confusing, yeah. but what's supposed to be happening there, all of Justice League 2, if he would have got to make those two films, the second one would have mostly taken place in that timeline, um, which is also confusing kind of because we already know what kind of happened, so it's kind of a waste of a movie it, it would have been. I think a lot of it just would have been Zack Snyder taking DC characters and doing like um a uh, Mad Max scenario with them just kind of walking around well, in the but desert. There, uh, there is a, a precedent. There was a line of comic books that came out late 80s, early 90s, Aaron, where Batman is a lone survivor in an apocalypse and he has a few, and yep. they did a version of this on Batman Adventures, which I thought was awesome. They did this oh, anthology cool. where they did different styles and they actually featured it. And it's like Tank Girl, but with Batman. Ah, um, so that's what Snyder's doing. Yeah. Um, or and, attempting and to, I, to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember why there's an apocalypse. I think it might have been zombies because it was the life equation. Actually, it was the life equation that did it. Uh, and it turned everyone into zombies except for, oh. like, flex few people. One of them happened to be the Joker. You can't do anything to the Joker. He's not <laughs> controllable, apparently. Um, but... You know, it's just always going to be. Rocket. Well, I don't think, I, I think if, if Batman kills Joker, Batman dies too. 
There's just, yeah, they, it, 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 it's like God and the devil. They will always fight and they need to fight. The fight yeah. is what keeps them balanced, right? Look, if, um, yeah, if I was so. 13 and I was still going in like just like weirdly walking around Hot Topic all day, I would have thought that Jared Leto Batman scene was the best thing that ever happened to cinema. Like, I, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I would have went and listened to Follow the Leader. I would have drank a surge or something. It would have been a great day. But as a 35-year-old man, it, it just kind of it's just kind of lame. I just you know I just felt like like I hear people mm. saying things like oh Jared Leto was redeemed. I was like man this is another like can't, this is another cameo of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not well, convinced. I, I, about I'm 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 not gonna. I actually am still kind of out on Jared Leto. You know, like how I feel about his Joker. He's not even in my top five, but. Sure. Um, but I, I do think Joker's one of those characters that you can absolutely see from so many different angles, and they're all valid versions of post-apocalyptic yeah. Batman. See, I knew it was something along those lines. I knew I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, but last night I, on Earth. I, Batman, it, and cool. Joker is such an interesting character. You can come at it at so many different angles, and it's still always interesting. And yes. I'm going to give Jared Leto a second shot because we know he's a great actor. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, hate it. I, I, yeah, I definitely I don't, don't hate, hate it. it. But yeah. anyway, we're going to put Snyder to bed now. I gave you sure. 17 <laughs> minutes. Okay? Oh, so yeah. I gave you two extra minutes because going from one nightmare to true nightmare where, <laughs> you know, where people are get their face ripped off and that's just the beginning of what happened. Uh, Richard. Thank mm-hmm. you. So did you watch the Snyder Cut, sir? Oh, I did. I'm biting my tongue off over here because, like, I loved it. it like, I did, too. <laughs> I was just like, I loved it. I watched it four times. I watched it four times. I set my alarm for 3 a.m. so I could wake up. That's when it dropped so I could watch it before work. <laughs> Yeah. No, I've got like I've got the box set of the DC animated universe and I've watched all yes. of it fifty times. Oh, so but the DC this to me was just a brilliant. Oh yeah, you know, it I, is, but I understand what Snyder was doing now. Like that's five no, different but, movies. By the way, Richard, I totally yeah. backed up what you said to him, uh, to Nathan about watching Batman the Animated Adventures, because I thought that was a great show and, and he mm-hmm. said, Well Richard told me to watch it and I'm like, Yeah, watch it. Watch the yeah. movie, and that show in the season two got darker than the first two seasons of Batman. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it, it got the season finale is when Doomsday comes in and like just destroys everything. And when he loses, he kills the hero in front of Batman, like the, the police off the police uh, commissioner. It is like mm-hmm. the most amazing thing, <laughs> like shocking, and 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 I really liked it. So. And and Justice Unlimited is on there too now. I noticed on HBO Max. And if nobody oh, sees Justice, it? yeah, I'm sure people yeah, have seen Justice oh. Unlimited because that's just, oh, it's great. Oh my God, it is that's so what got good. me into DC right there. I started with that before I went to Batman because I was such a wow. Marvel kid. Oh no, no, that's a cool entryway. My yeah. mom was, you know, my mom was super. It was burning right? for me, though. Uh, yeah. It was George Reeves was first in my house. Ah, nice. Uh, the first one I ever saw was the black and white one. Uh, you know, past, and then yeah. I also, um, is it, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. I'm, Aaron, please help me. Yep. Betty Boop's brother, the, the, the director. 
the guy who made the Batman, the Superman, the same director as Betty Boop. Who oh. is that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Max Fleischer. Um, Max Fleischer. Oh, shit. I can't yeah. Oh, Max Fleischer. Yeah. Max Fleischer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are gorgeous. Max Fleischer, Superman. They're, they're my favorite, oh. by the way. That's my favorite. Superman. Fucking awesome. You know, I have, I own all those. So I bought those. I was like, nerd. Yeah, and I have so the first I season of it. Batman <laughs> Animated Adventures, of course, because the first season right has my favorite episode of all time on it, which is the, um, which is the one where Harley's introduced at the end and the favor. Yep. The yeah. favor is all, the music is the greatest in that one, and Mark Hamill's so on point. Harley's oh, just a little so bit good. in it, but instantly she caught my attention. Like instantly, I was just like. There's a girl, and I love how mm-hmm. like like in the new Harley now because she has her own show. And I love it's that like, show. When, when Joker's not here, you're just a gymnast. Like that's what that's the slight that the the villains mm-hmm. give her on that show. But she just kicks so much ass. It, it, you know, she's so like her character is amazingly evolved and is complex. And boy, I love her anyway. I will always love Harley Quinn. Always. <laughs> I, I, always. Um, and I so, kind of anyway. think she's going to die in the James Gunn what, movie, though. I, can, we are, I, I have a weird focus. feeling. I got to focus. <laughs> we have shit to talk about. Okay, because COVID is almost over. Some of us have our shots <sighs> scheduled. One of us has our shot halfway there. Congratulations. Halfway. Thank you. Thank halfway you. there. I'll be halfway there tomorrow. Ooh. And, yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And, so, and it just so happens that three things are coming up in a row that I just happened to be either go, fell into my lap. It wasn't even intentional. I was coming out to visit Nathan at the end of May, and he totally forgot he was doing a death match. So um, he's like, you know, want to go to the death match? And I'm like, okay. So we're going to the death match together. So I'll never see a professional match. So that's the end of that's the beginning of May, like May first. Uh, before that. Um, actually, after that, I'll hold on to Richards in a second. On the 22nd and 23rd of May, uh, Monster Mania is back, and they're doing a special outdoor show, uh, outdoor show in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is about five miles from Phoenixville. That's where they shot the blob. Uh, so oh, cool. I definitely would stay there because I love Phoenixville. It's one of my favorite little towns. Um, and they de- and what cinched me going was their announcement today. Tom fucking Atkins is going to be there, and I've yet to meet him. He's on on my bucket list, and it's an outdoor. I will have my shots by then, and I'll be fully vaccinated, so I can yeah, he's on mine too, so I'll be able to (laughs) take a picture without my mask on. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I'm I just I'm taking the evil genius with me to that one. Um. So but. Before I go to May, all the fun stuff in May, it's the second to last week in April here in Winchester, Virginia, just two hours from me. And actually, it's only really a couple hours from you, to be honest with you, Steve. It's in Winchester. It's not that far. Yeah, I was just, just um, thinking that. Yeah, maybe you should come join us. Uh, the Grind Playtation cool. Film Festival. And they are having a lineup from Friday to Sunday and at 11 o'clock. You have Mr. Richard Tanner's movie, Once, um, Mother News, Once Upon a Nightmare, which I funny thing is, my our boy DK, his movie premieres right in front of his. So I, all the movies I'm going to see play at the same time. 
So I, I drop the mic, Richard. Tell me about your movie and what I'm going to see. I kind of already know, but these guys don't. <laughs> Brace yourself. You think street trash is mild or wild? Wait till you hear about Richard's movie. I've seen a lot of it. Okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, can't wait now. All right, so. She's right. This is Mother News Presents Once Upon a Nightmare. It is my Evil Dead 2 because uh, the first movie I ever made was called Once Upon a Nightmare to where I had this killer idea to take fairy tales and make them twisted and underground and all sorts of debauchery in it. But I didn't know how to make a movie, and it's kind of shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I've made other movies since then. I've made Frank and Thug. I've made uh, Room for Rent. I've done a lot of random shit. But I kept that idea. That I was like, man, there's so many – fairy tales like i should do this again rewrite it do better more freaky stories and you know actually spend money on it and that's what i did so i made this movie about mother noose actually telling these stories um we have hansel and gretel which is a revenge tale gone wrong we got pinocchio which deals a lot with porn and smut uh cinderella about raising the demon and then three little pigs which is all about I guess just abuse and rape. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood, which is about tying women to beds. You know, the the, the things you teach your kids at night, the, the normal things, right? It, so, yeah, we just a, did that. <laughs> it is a grindsploitation film festival. Um, it is uh, – your movie, though, is kind of collaborative because you have some homeboys that I know um, that have been, or helped you with this film, like The Wages of Sin, I believe, or well, mm-hmm. on the show. The one segment I did see uh, before, uh, before you gave me the whole file, Richard, was the uh, Pinocchio sequence. So yep, that's that was, the uh, most shocking one. <laughs> yes, it's pretty graphic. We'll, we'll just say that. Um, but, you know, it is a grind exploitation film festival. It's not like I, you know... I can handle it. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the person I invited, and I don't know if he can. Well, I, I, I'm making him watch Street Trash. If he can get through Street Trash, then he can get through this show. But well, just, yes, just yeah. tell him it's not it's not a death match that you're going to with Nathan. This is going to be a little easier to stomach. Well, not much, but walk, a little bit. You can you can walk around. You can walk around. You see. But I also want to say though, I love your um, Mother News has a sexy witch in it, um, and that is our girl Jessica Arnett. Um, she, if you need, get this Raven. If you on the East Coast need a sexy elder witch, beautiful red hair kind of thing, you hire mm-hmm. this chick because that's what she is. She is the quintessential beautiful oh, redhead goth woman. Uh, my my so, phone yeah. messed up. I didn't hear. I was like, "Who are you talking about?" Oh, Jezebel. Okay. Of yes. course, Jesse Arnett. Our <laughs> oh. girl Jesse, she's awesome. I've known her for a little while now. She was on some of my uh, panels for women in horror, and so she's your she's your wraparound, right? So you know, mm-hmm. it, it, so talk about like. And originally, I was told that you actually had someone else in mind for the role. Oh, good. You got some good info. Yeah, no, I was about to say it was funny because. I wasn't going to put her in the movie. I knew her because she always works with Wages of Sin. I've seen her in a lot of uh, Christopher Forbes movie. He does a lot of Westerns and like Civil War movies. And she plays that um, old school character really well because she's very, she's very much a hippie is the way I look at it in my mind. She does belly dancing and all that. But I was going to cast uh, Aaron Brown, Misty Monday from, you know, Masters of Horror and um, oh, yeah. Lord of the G-Strings, all those, you know, the, the real yeah, expectation yeah. flicks. And then Jezebel sent me a 
audition tape, and I was like, oh, my God, I'd be stupid not to make this woman Mother News. She is Mother News. It's better than what I wrote. And so I recast Erin immediately. So Erin's still in the movie. She's still a leading role. But I gave her a different role completely and put Jezebel as that character because, oh, man, Sexy Witch is beyond the point of it. Like, she just owns up. There's, like, ten costume changes in it. I didn't do a single one of those. She just kept changing costumes, and it worked. So, no, she is definitely a powerhouse in it. Yeah, I have to add her to the official Sexy Witch Gallery on my page because I do have a Sexy Witch Gallery on the page. I recently added the Love Witch and a few other people to it. So uh, that's an honor. But, that is an honor. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love that. I love looking because sex. Yeah, you know, we we are the Sexy Witches after all. You know, um, Sexy Witches are their own subgenre of witches. You know. Oh, you know. So you gotta. You know, but you don't have to be sexy or a witch to be a sexy witch. Because I also have Margaret Hamilton in there, because she's her con- she kicked ass. Like the Wicked Witch of the West, terrifying. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> she didn't give any fucks. And then an entire generations of kids were terrified of her. I give her total mad props for that. Um, so, and you are drawn to fairy tales. We've talked about that many times before, Richard, that mm-hmm. you've always had a thing for fairy tales. But let me ask you this. One day you wake up and say, hey, I'm going to make movies where I peg wooden boys for real. Where does that come from? <laughs> oh, that comes from going to horror conventions and you meet people like Stephen Byro and you're like, <laughs> well... Am I pushing the envelope? And you're like, no, no, no. I mean, he had a museum entry for Serbian film. My stuff's not that extreme. And you make the whole movie with that mindset. And then all of a sudden you finish it and you go, oh, shit, my movie's hardcore. What what did I do? <laughs> I had but- no clue I made an exploitation flick until it started getting accepted into festivals. And I went, oh, <laughs> this isn't mainstream. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> No, it's not. It lingers. That's that's the difference between mainstream and non-mainstream is how long it lingers. Does that make any sense? It definitely does. I've just been so yeah. desensitized because we, you know, you've been to these festivals, so you'll see sh- shit like American guinea pigs, you know, Bloodshot. You'll see the Bunny Game, and you're like, "Whoa, those are hard." And I'm like, "My my movie's funny and lighthearted. This is." You know, normal people can watch this until you realize you've been watching these movies for five, six, ten years, and you're like, "Oh." No, they can't. Not at all. But but it's still. I mean, obviously. I mean, it hit punched on the grind on the grind exploitation film festival like almost immediately, which is kind of oh, quick. Yeah. That was yeah. fast. So uh, like, were you shocked at how fast that flip was? Because I was, and I when you when you told me, I was like, holy shit, they already taken you. So yeah, uh, no. How did, what, that is what went on crazy stuff. Don't, it's yeah. well, you know, we started doing film freeway just because the movie's done. We're trying to get the DVD out because COVID killed us, of course, uh, and it's almost out. But I'm like, man, we really just got to start pushing it because it's a year late at this point because we just weren't able to finish it. And uh, so I've started entering it in contests, and I've never had that much luck. Usually, it's kind of like, oh, who do you know, kind of things. Like, will they play it at a con to where everyone's going to be drunk? But now festivals are kind of going, ooh, this is good. Yeah, let's put this in. Let's put this in. And they're jumping on it. So I've never had this. I've never had a festival run. I'm usually, again, drunken cons to where you bribe people to come in by handing them a beer and pushing them into a seat, you know? Well, and here's the great thing about all this is that 
and like I've been the stylist was in several film festivals before it was one in a film theater, right? With an mm-hmm. actual theater because of COVID, for everything was virtual. It premiered at Fantastic Fest. I went to Fantastic Fest for free, but it was virtual. I didn't get to walk mm-hmm. the carpet. I didn't go to Austin, which was always going to be the plan, right? But it didn't happen. That's okay. That's okay. I'll do it someday. Someday I'll be able to walk the whiteboard at, 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 the, you know, at, the, at the show. At Fantastic Fest. It's going to happen. I know it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> we'll talk about my stuff when it comes out. Um, but your film is premiering in a screen. Like you actually yes. have a theater. And you're going to oh, have yeah. an audience that's going to watch it on a big screen. And so even with COVID, there's been this like silver lining because you're coming out of the, at the back end of your movie comes out right at the back end of this where people are mm-hmm. actually going to start attending things again. Yep. It's, it's payback for it. COVID literally locked down. I did a um, Kickstarter for this movie and I did the Kickstarter the 1st of February and lockdown came like, first of March. So I had a 60 day Kickstarter and it just died because everyone's like, we can't spend money. So it is nice that after this, you know, full year, it's like, okay, we're back. It's coming to normal and I'm still in, you know, people's minds. And then to sell it even more, not just any theater, an Alamo draft house. So But here's what's terrifying about it. His movie gets accepted the same day they declared for bankruptcy. Yeah, um, it was which, terrifying. Yeah. It was a franchise. They, they're still going to be there. Yeah, no, That's they awesome, are. man. But can you imagine? I would have been like, what's going on? I don't know. Which, by the way, breaks my heart that the Ritz is closing in downtown Austin. Um, I never got to go to that one. Um, I did get to go to the original, the the old Grindhouse Theater that was on Congress. Um, or But um, I never got to go to the Ritz in Austin on 6th. So it's rest in peace. Um, but they are opening a new one in Texas. So when one dies, another fairy rises. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we fingers crossed at Winchester. So, so Richard, you and I are going to meet at the Winchester mm-hmm. and see your film on the big screen. That's why I'm not talking much about, uh, I'm actually saving, I've only, I've only watched like the first part of your movie and I'm deliberately waiting to see the end of it till I see it on the big screen. The last two <laughs> I'm going to hold off because I want to see because I I, I, I just it's always so geeky to get to see your friends movies always Mm -hmm. geeks me out so that'll be fun and so who's coming up with you from Atlanta you said one person for sure was right yep the only person I know for sure is uh, Nick Utam Uh, he was our cameraman on this and he's a you know my constant guy who's always there Um, I know the way he's my boy he's he's a good guy he's a good guy he'll be fun too like he's always great to have at these things because if shit goes bad, I can just be like, oh, let's just load him up with booze and see what he does. It'll be fun. Cool. All he has to do is you two just have to stand there and just get tall, and people will back away. That's all he has to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good enough, right? Yeah. But he's really but, just uh, a big honey bear like you are. So Exactly. I, I'm intimidating for about 10 seconds when you see it. It's like, oh, look at that six-foot-two gigantic man who is all of a sudden just on his knee hugging somebody. What's going on? So, um, how how many is this your first festival you've been accepted in? Are you going to be at any others that you can tell me about yet? Not yet. Nothing confirmed. I've heard back from a couple, but I'm waiting for them to release it first. Um, okay. And then I will say that I did hire a um, 
uh, I don't know what to call him, a festival publicist, I guess. I guess someone who's actually going to be running nice. the festival circuit because it gets very hard when you're trying to make the movie, send stuff out, do, you know, radio interviews and all that. And then you're like, oh, man, was it today or last week that I was supposed to submit this to such and such? So let's talk about you for a second, Richard, and your relationship with this movie. Is mm-hmm. the Richard now that just made this film could go back and tell the Richard about the original? What's the one thing you would tell the other to do? Oh man, uh, probably not to go into English in college and take a film degree instead. Uh, but no, I guess if I was going to go way back, I would say never be embarrassed of what you love because. Uh, as a kid, I used to love Are You Afraid of the Dark, Nickelodeon in general. Like, that was my jam. Right yeah. So, right. and, like, I would start hiding it after I got to a certain age because I would still go back and watch it, even in middle school. And I would still read fairy tales because, you know, I'd go get the Grimm book. And I'm like, this is dark, guys. And they're like, oh, look at this geek reading kid stuff. And, like, that's not that. Like, it's your mind starts – you should read books at different points in your life. You should do stuff at different points in your life. You're never too old for a cartoon. You're never too old for a kid's story. And it's never too weird to twist it. And I wish I had not been so embarrassed when I was younger. So what is your favorite Grimm's fairy tale? I don't know if it was Grimm's, but my favorite fairy tale is by far and always will be uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Ah, nice. Yeah, that one, I remember a book my mom used to read me that terrified me just because of the pictures in it. The wolf was so damn scary. It's it's a very dark story, and it's been fractured and changed over the years many different ways and types. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, um, are you a Neil Jordan fan? Have you ever seen In the Company of Wolves? Oh, man, I want to say I have. I think I have it on VHS, but I... I wouldn't be able to tell you a thing about it. I think I have it on VHS, though. Yeah, some some people don't like it. I, it's weird, and I mm-hmm. think it definitely should be seen by anybody that likes dark fairy tales. Because dark fantasy is is first of all, bravo for tr- attempting even on the exploitation level to do dark fantasy because it is not an easy genre to to successfully pull off on film. And even when you do, not everyone likes it. Um, an example of that would be Legend. Legend did not really find its audience till years later. Um, and the re-edit, you know, it, it had a director's cut that improved it. Um, and, you know, maybe you'll have a director's cut, Richard, where Mother's new you'll have extended sequences even more. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, Dark Fantasy, what, what draws you to that subgenre in particular? Because you, you go, always go back to it. Even though you you do do Frankenstein and, and you know and 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 movies and you know and, and Frankenstein created bikers and that kind of stuff, you always mm-hmm. seem to go back to the fantasy. You know it's it's weird because you say that, and I realized the other day, I always told people my favorite horror movie subgenre was a uh, ghost and things like that, but our supernatural that's not really the truth. I realize what really scares me is religion. And specifically, like, you know, all those folk tales and everything to where it's ingrained into you in almost history to where, like, you know it's not true. You know, the little stories your grandma would tell you, but you still believe it. Like, maybe some people put milk out for the fairies just to make sure they're going to have a good day. You know, on Friday 13th, someone doesn't walk under, you know, a ladder. But it's something that even as an adult, like, if you get past 
believing in God and the devil, you still remember the history of what, you know, my grandmother unplugged every TV in the house, every appliance, every time it thunderstormed. I still do that as a bad storm. There's no need. I have surge protectors. I have money. Like, why do I care? But it's so there that I realize it has a hold on me. So I think that's where it goes to with the folktales, the dark fantasy. It's just our way of telling stories that we deal with things in life. And we still to this day, even though we're like, oh, we're so much more advanced than the Egyptians, the Greeks, the, you know, people that had all this mythology. And it's like, no, we don't. Our mythology just seems like fact right now. Well, and this is a anthology film with a lot of shorts, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Now, are you thinking maybe if you wanted to, to keep going down fantasy, you would attempt a full-length feature in a dark fantasy realm? Maybe not necessarily exploitation. Um, I would. I would, actually, because the one I want to do, if this takes off and does really good, I would like to make a Mother New series, but I would like to do it one story at a time. Um, the anthology is just something great to do if you're an indie filmmaker. Because it's hard to get people to do stuff for free, <laughs> you know, of course. But if you do an anthology, it's basically you're just doing a bunch of shorts. So instead of saying, hey, I need you to come over to my house for the next 15 days, you can be like, hey, I need you to come over this weekend. Can you do something? Then you get someone else be like, hey, we're going to do something this weekend. So you're busy the entire time, but you're not taking everyone's time. So the anthology works well. If this does good and I get money, I would really like to do, uh, and I'll spoil this, I've, I've said it, it may not happen, but I would really like to do Alice in Wonderland and do a full story on that, but a horror tale of it. Well, those are always fun. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland yeah. is such a great story. Um, so that that would be the one movie you would like to do is in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah, that's that's not so much a fairy tale to me, but like I have a poster of Alice in Wonderland in my computer room that I'm looking at right now. Like, that is my favorite book of all time. You know what my favorite version of Alice in Wonderland is? It's the 1970s X-rated film with the song <laughs> What's the Nice Girl Doing on a Night I, Like I that? Have that. <laughs> I've, I've watched the whole thing. I can sing some of the songs, yeah. Do, do you know who the knight is? On the, something weird. To? This is true. Do you know who the knight is on the, on the ground that they're singing to is? No. This is Richard Pryor. You're shitting me. <laughs> I am not shitting you. It is absolutely true. Oh, that's that. hilarious. I think yeah. my favorite's uh, the video game, American McGee's Alice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I always dug that. But I, I, I do like the X-rated because I love the fact that they made an X-rated version of Alice in Wonderland, but they said, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let's make a musical X-rated but, but version. There's a whole yeah. series of those. It, really? it, 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 it works, yeah. though. It, it, it's, it's natural to tell it that way in many ways. And she's actually a pretty good Alice, if you think about yeah. it. She's, she's very inquisitive. She's got a really, you know, like, she's always like, what's going on? Everything's cool. It's such a weird movie. But I, when I was in England, I went to the British Museum, and they had this whole thing about Alice in Wonderland from the beginning to, like, the present. It was really, really neat. Um, was it the British Museum? No, it wasn't the British Museum. It was the library. It's the British Public Library, which, by the way, was incredible. Um, they did mm-hmm. this whole thing on, Al- on Alice in Wonderland. And so you go through the exhibit, and the Salvador Dali stuff was my favorite, which is, Ooh. to say the least, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the very first shot of Alice was a photograph. 
and it floored me that she was a brunette. Like, floored me. <laughs> I was mm. just like, like, well, Disney had ruined that for me. It's always made Alice ah. a blonde, right? She was not a blonde. She was a little brunette, ordinary kind of looking girl. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's amazing how that has evolved. So um, I highly recommend going to the British Museum um, and the British Public Library if you ever go to London but, and they ever reopen from COVID. So in <laughs> yeah. great places. Um, and that, that place has some of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life there. Like some of the oldest books, I've, literally the oldest books I've ever seen. Um, so um, that's another story. I digress. I've really been wanting to travel. Uh, and, and, and I'm seeing travel in my future. And it's chomping me at the bit. Um, so let's talk about Japan then, shall we? Shall we talk about Japan? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Because, first of all, thank you, Richard, for talking about your film and yourself a little bit. Once again, tell people where they can get it. Tell people about the Winchester and the dates on that again. And um, we'll talk, we'll, then we'll go right into talk about some kaiju. What do you think? That sounds good to me. So, you can uh, pre-order Mother Noose uh, Presents Once Upon a Nightmare at abuckshortproductions.com slash store. Uh, we're going to have Blu-ray and uh, DVD. They should be coming out soon. I'm just waiting for my final uh, disc of the DVD to come out. Um, we're going to be doing grind exploitation uh, April 23rd through the 24th at the um, Alamo Draft House in Winchester, Virginia. We will be playing on Saturday at 11 a.m. And there's a lot of other good stuff. Uh, Chris Bickle's got Bad Girls playing. Um, Paul Ragsdale's got Slasherette Party. And then I think it was the guy you were talking about has got Badass Ninjas. And then the best title I've ever heard was um, We're Not Here to Fuck Spiders, an Australian exploitation flick, which yeah, is that's, amazing. That plays on Friday. I'm really trying to get there in time to see that. But I have to come down from work. But I'm no. really going to try because um, that's the one I want to see. Um, it, it, you know, fr- and that's Friday. I, I can hit your film. Your film's 11 on Saturday. Within the frame, that's J.K.'s movie. It's the one that's pl- it's the short that's one of the shorts that's playing in front of your film at 11 o'clock. Uh, okay, but, okay, gotcha. So I have to I have to see I have to get there sharp so I can see everybody's movie. So I got to be there right at 11. Um, so, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try the the, the 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 spider movie. Oh my God, does that look good? I mean, it is. Really, it's, it's, it's not about spiders oh. at all, but it looks okay, good. Okay, well, what, is it good, though? What is it, then? Can I know it's, a little it's, bit? Uh, it's about, like, meth heads in Australia. Apparently, we're not here to fuck spiders is a common phrase Australians use. I mean, what? we're to fuck around. Yeah, I've started using it all okay. the time. Someone's like, hey, you want a drink? And I'm like, I'm not here to fuck spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah i noticed that something about like yeah drug users or alcoholics and i knew it was any movie from australia is worth my time i often feel that way about australia oh yeah um they're so good uh you know i'm a huge exploitation fan so uh you know a, a turkey shoots for example uh mm-hmm. <laughs> so um let's see so let's talk about so the biggest month guy in the room. Huh. And he is the biggest guy in the room, usually. So do you know that that sound was copyrighted by Toho? And they didn't care if you used Godzilla's image, but if you used his actual sound, 
you got busted, flat busted. He, they were like, uh-uh. So the Hanna-Barbera one doesn't sound anything like Godzilla because they didn't have the rights to the sound uh, that Godzilla roars in the Toho movie. So I always thought that was funny. By the way, if, when you, if you listen to the underscore I'm playing right now, it's four minutes of nothing but Godzilla roars. So, um, <laughs> so let's talk about the kaiju in the room. I'm, my mother, super nerd as she was, had the Godzillas always in the background. My father loved them, too. So there was Godzilla in my life, all my life. Um, I actually thought they were rather boring when I was a kid. Um, but I grew into loving them. And some of them in particular uh, were my third personal favorites, like Mothra. Um, and Gamera, I was a fan of Gamera yeah. well before Mystery Science Theater 3000. I had seen all the Gamera movies, but it actually goes back farther. And I was talking with Richard about this too. My first real like kaiju type film wasn't really kaiju, it was Sentai. It was actually Ultraman. Um, I watched the shit out of Ultraman as a kid. I watched every episode of Ultraman. It came on like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on KTVU, Channel 2. Same channel that my boy, horror host Bob Wilkins, was on. So I got a lot of education from that station. Uh, you know, horror hosts and, and Kaiju and Ultraman. And then Channel 44 on Saturday afternoons had all the movies, the psychotronic films, the classic horror um, so did Bob Wilkins. So I got a lot of force-fed, classically trained kaiju movies. So I love Toho. And I think everybody on this panel has a love for Toho in some way, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we have any naysayers to the man in suit here at all. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Yeah, that's good, you know, because it is ultimately kind of cheesy, right? It is a bunch of guys in rubber suits just trying to beat the shit out of each other while people run around going, oh my god! And occasionally, inexplicably, they put Perry Mason in there. Uh, You know, it's kind of a mess. I mean, and really, though, that was the first Godzilla I saw. I didn't see the original Gojira until I was an adult. I, I only saw the Perry Mason version. That was my version of the film. And it was really amazing to watch Godzilla as an adult for the first time and watch it in the Japanese unedited version. How depressing that movie is. It is so sad. It is absolutely sad movie. It is there's just nothing happy about it. Like 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 Gidra the three uh, headed monster is joy. That movie is from beginning to end just perfect. It is cheese ball. There's princesses being hijacked by aliens and mafia trying to kill her and and then there's the monsters themselves. And Gidra is king. Right? Yeah. This movie's not like that. You Maybe have like uh, Gojira, he's only in the movie occasionally, uh, which is good, actually. Hydra, you know, they do do a reveal at the end, I think, works. Uh, but, like, you have this weird love triangle with the scientists going on. Uh, you have yep. uh, you have the, the doomsday machine, obviously, a metaphor for, you know, the bomb and everything. But, like... Like, the guy kills himself in the end. In, in, in the Perry Mason version, they kind of play it off as a sacrifice. In the, in the, not in the Japanese version. The Japanese version, it's, 
to hide. A, it, he kills himself. In, it is a sacrifice, but it's for much darker reasons. And he's also a much more tortured character. Um, it, it, uh, how do you feel about the original Gorgera versus the American Nice version of it. Do you prefer one over the other? I I honestly think there's place for both. Criterion Collection does have both cuts, and so I, I validate it that way. I can't imagine no, going back and seeing the Raymond version, the Raymond Burr version again. I I can't. I mean, I kind of because of what you said, want to see the Raymond Burr again just to compare it, but otherwise, Gotra is. So far, I mean, leaps and bounds ahead of the Americanized Godzilla. And I, um, I, I think the Godzilla purpose, theme is no. the greatest horror theme that ever was, flat out. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure, Honda. You know, it, <laughs> there's some really great stuff going on. Raven, you had something to say. Oh, um, I I just wasn't sure if you were asking anyone specifically, but I, I when I worked at this uh, – music store unnamed uh, <laughs> we bought used movies and a copy of Gojira came through and uh, so I didn't like you I didn't see that version until I was an adult as well uh, the difference is again it's, it's the same as like when you go to the Criterion channel you're only going to get um, the, the original Japanese with English subtitles and for some people, part of this experience involves uh, the terrible dubbing and the the Americanization that happens to try to bring bring them here. Uh, but it's like almost two different genres of film, even though it's the same movie. The it Raymond really Burr is. stuff that was added into Gojira makes it a whole different movie, but there's still the original film is hiding in there. Um, and so it's, it's almost like going to an opera house and seeing another production done by a different cast. Uh, it reminds me a lot more of theater. So there's, you know, it's not one is better than the other. It's just a different performance almost. That's kind of how I feel about it. Even though I, overall, the original obviously is going to be superior to a weirdly edited Americanized version yeah, of Gojira. Yeah, sure. Um, you're going to lose some of the stuff that makes it a Japanese film. You know, as right. simple as that. Um, it was like when they tried to change the ring to an American, the, the sequel, the ring two does not work. Mm-hmm. It, the tra- it did, they, like the imagery does not translate in American, uh, you know, American symbolism. Even the first name. one didn't translate well to me. No. Uh, the well, whole name doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> Everyone Americans are call. scared of water. Water has huge connotations <laughs> right. in Japanese culture, and a lot of those yes. films revolve around water. Dark Water is actually right. a very good film, but people didn't get it. Um, you know, I liked um, that one a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but anyway, you know, it's the same idea with Gojira. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's the one film. The rest of them are not like that. They are campy. They're cheesy. <laughs> they're aimed at kids. Um, they, they get more outlandish the years go by. You know, Rie Kitmaru, the horror director, Richard, directed one Godzilla movie. That would be The Final Wars, uh, which is actually one of my favorites. Um, and, um, then of course in 2019, the last but not least of the Toho movies was, uh, uh, Shin Godzilla, 
which is my yeah. in, in a weird way one of my favorites recently because it is the bureaucratic viewpoint of the Gojira, of the kaiju attack because you know most of the other movies they focus on the military or the scientists these are the pencil pushers are the main characters in this one that that would have been me right i was a bureaucrat for almost 20 i was a bureaucrat <clears throat> for 20 years of the federal government that would be me during the kaiju attack. So I really related to, like, yeah, there's got to be the people mm-hmm. keeping the infrastructure going while this huge monster is trashing everything, right? So <laughs> that would be our job. Uh, so I, I actually kind of appreciate seeing Godzilla in its own way. And I give it, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. I, I know Raven has, right? We were talking about it. Shin Godzilla, I actually yeah. have not seen. Oh, yeah, oh no, it's really on my queue. Surprised. You really should. I saw it for the madness, and I loved it. It was yeah, almost like a procedural Godzilla movie, and I really yeah, liked the fresh take on it. it. It's the bureaucratic version of Godzilla. It really is. Um, almost. So, I, I yeah. really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have a fond affection for that movie. So, of course, move forward. We have the Americanized version of Godzilla. First one was 2014, right? I saw it in 3D. That was fantastic. Um, and it never was as good as that first screening. I've tried to rewatch it a few times and loved it the first time I saw it. Haven't really loved it since. I don't think it translates to a regular TV at all. Um, the 3D really did help because the movie oh, is really, really hmm. dark. Um, the one and, with Brian Cranston came out in 2014? Yeah. You're sh- oh my god. Yeah, I remember it in 3D as well. I'm like, no, that movie was two years ago. What are you talking about? No, we're old. We're old. We're old. Um, we're all old. <laughs> I saw that in the theater for my birthday. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a great film experience. You know, really, that that was the thing. It was a great film experience, but it hasn't held up in its end day. And we have a caller. Are we ready to see who it is? Yay. All right. Hello. Hello, you're on witness. Hello. Hey, it's Ron Bong from SRS Cinema. Hi, Ron. How you doing? Once again, would you introduce Good. yourself to my world? How you doing? Sure. <laughs> um, I'm again Ron Bong and I, I'm the guy who runs SRS Cinema. Um, make a few movies and distribute a few movies and all that sort of good stuff. Free movies. Great. Well, well, let me introduce you to my panel. We have in sure. Portland, we have Raven. She's my co-host. And, uh, and then we have in uh, Orange County, California, we have my boy and super Disney five nerd, uh, Aaron Kogan <laughs> here. Um, we go to San Diego Comic-Con together sometimes. Uh, awesome. And um, then we have in uh, West Virginia, we have Steve the Wizard of Wandling, who's my, um, he's my repo nerds. We we watch, uh, first watch films together, so that's Steve. And then last but certainly Excellent. not least, nice is my, my good friend in Atlanta, uh, Richard Tanner, who has a movie coming out. Um, and, he's ta- and he's about to show to film festival, and he's a oh, huge congrats. kaiju film lover as well. So that's Richard Tanner. Oh, so, so how are you doing, man? Ron? And hey. we were just talking about Shin Godzilla. Oh, very cool. Have you seen it? Yes, a couple times. Oh, I good. love the action sequences there. They're amazing. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, so, the, whole, um, the whole story is good, but the you know for the for the Japanese Godzilla movies, they might be my favorite action sequences. So we were just also talking about the 2014 version of the 3D when you called in, and you're calling. I had you call in because. Coincidentally, because this is such a huge kaiju week for all sorts of reasons, you right. have a kaiju, a kaiju connection this week. You want to I talk do. about it? Um, well, I have a few, actually. So uh, right now we're just starting to ship um, this movie that I acquired from Korea called War of the God Monsters. Um, nice. Never released here in North America. It actually, uh, the kaiju footage... Um, is all from uh, they they had licensed it as a deal with a Subaraya, that's so Ultraman footage and uh, monster footage, uh, which I didn't know until because you know, there was there were so many mysteries about this movie, so I didn't know it until I actually got to see the movie, which was that wow. deal was signed, and then I didn't even know what the movie was really about until I had the captions done, the subtitles done, so I had to kind of buy the sight unseen based off legend um, of the movie and. Um, it all worked out. It sounded real well. We're just starting to ship it. Um, it's going to be shipping. It's going to take a while to get the pre-orders up, probably like another week, and then it'll, you know, be shipping on time. So we'll be, you know, about a uh, if you were to place like an order today, it'd probably take about a week for it went out. We also have um, Monster Seafood Wars still up for pre-sales. That's supposed to ship around the uh, uh, end of April. Um, uh, it's just a fun flick played um, Fantasia. Uh, last year, uh, it's gotten a lot of good reviews. And uh, next month, hoping to launch a movie called um, Zillafoot, which was shot for me years ago. And it was made a little different than um, what I intended it to be made as. And it, was, and it was, wasn't feature length. Um, had some, like, uh, public domain monster footage. And so I've been planning to finish it for a while, so I actually put out a post, you know, on Facebook and said, uh, you know, hey, anyone want to contribute to this? I want to get up to feature length. And and a whole bunch of people responded. So it's about 70 to 75 minutes now. I'm still waiting on a little bit of footage. Um, change the order up a little bit to give it more of an ending. It's kind of, it still has kind of a cliffhanger ending, but at least it's more of an ending now uh, than was uh, um, given to me before. And uh, so hopefully that'll be up for pre-sales in April. Um, uh, and it usually takes, you know, a couple months of pre-sales before it ships. So those are the immediate ones. I have a whole bunch that I've acquired that are super rare. Uh, almost all of them had never been released over here. Uh, Toku ones too. Um, so um, if you're looking for indie kaiju, uh, you know, SR Cinema is definitely a good place to swing by. So that's awesome. And I would like to talk about you, you don't have a kaiju movie because you direct films occasionally, but you I do, do yeah. have a man in suit movie. And this, October, my horror movie contest, The Madness, was called Nature's Bites Back with the theme being sharks. And so guess what a bunch of people ended up watching while we were doing okay. The Madness? House Shark, exactly. Excellent. And we actually you have, a new, you have a new fan base. And what was really funny is I actually forgot that you directed it for some reason. And I started watching the movie oh. and I then like watched it and then I saw the suit and I'm like, this looks like Marcus. Marcus did this stuff. Marcus did this stuff. And then I realized it was you, Ron. I was like, oh shit, this is Ron's movie. I totally got it was Ron's movie. So Ron, you have a whole new army of fans because of me. 
um, and Hell oh, Shark excellent. and Thank my you. contest. So some people really came out of it. Like, talk about working with Marcus. Richard's worked with Marcus as well. Um, you know, and I worked on panels with him, and he's actually showed one of the, my favorite things he's ever done is he did a small panel at Days of the Dead, and he showed us how to, on the budget, right there in front of us, how to cut someone's throat. He's kind of brilliant. Talk about it. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, um, Marcus and I go a long ways back, but we had not um, uh, met too much in person until more recent years. We both started off in the shot on video um, era, and uh, you know, so we're both you know crusty old filmmakers in that sense, and um, we're both very old school. But uh, that was, uh, I think, that was the first time I had him directly on set without without Shark, and uh, he did an amazing job with the Shark. Him and I get along great. We just make each other laugh a ton. Um, um, I think because we both come from these ultra, super low budget, you know, backyard filmmaking roots uh, that we um, understand each other a little bit better, you know, you know, what we need to do for each other on set and how to work together and, and understanding, like, you know, you wear a lot of different hats and, and, and these productions because of, you know, because we started that way and we still do, you know, still work low budget. So, um, yeah, Marcus is great. I actually, uh, uh, he used to pop over every so often and stay in my house for a few days, but I haven't seen him now for a few years. <laughs> He's been more centrally located, especially because of COVID, but I, I miss having him over. I'm hoping he, um, gets a, he, he's gotten a few gigs in the area. I'm hoping he finds one, um, again, you know, this year with, uh, things opening back up. So Richard's worked Neat. with him too, right? Richard, I know you have, and we've hung out together at Days of the mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, now I uh, I've done a couple of things with him. I did um, I've not really worked with him as a special effects guy, go figure. Uh, but we both did segments on Earth Girls Are Sleazy, and then I'm actually oh, yeah. about to do a new movie uh, that he's hosting, basically, to where he's just getting a lot of indie directors. And uh, it's actually funny because uh, Liz was telling me about you yesterday, Ron, and I ended up adding you because I was like, everyone I know brings up, hey, do you, Al Shark, that seems like something you would make, man. Do you know this guy? And I'm like, no, I need to. So it's fun I to meet you. This you guys is already knew each other because, like, you, my, I looked at our when, – when I went to work on the thing because I knew you were having to both be on the show this week, I hit the mutual friends and, like, like I have mutual friends, like 100 friends between the two of you, like maybe 200, right? And you guys mm-hmm. don't meet. Like, literally, I have, like, huge friend list that you guys overlap and you guys have never met. I, I, I It's just so weird. Like, you know, it's I just assume you're... I'm holding two SRS movies right now. I just looked up and grabbed them. I have yeah, Hidden no. and uh, Channel 3, 13, Channel 13. Awesome. <laughs> Small world, man. But, you uh, know, hidden my, my friend Kat said, oh, hidden, if you know hidden. three people, you know everyone. So, yeah. uh, you know, people. It's funny how many people pop up like on Facebook who I'll have so many mutual friends with and just be like, how have I not crossed paths with them? You know, so mm-hmm. um, it's always impressive, but I guess it's no longer surprising. It's um, it's a big world, you know, it's a big indie world, and and but it seems like we all eventually do cross paths for sure. Exactly. Uh, you know, there there's there, there really is like 
a bubble, and unfortunately, COVID burst a lot of bubbles, including ours for a while. But there's sure. a core group of people, and they have their, and sometimes it's centralized between one or two festivals. But there's really like the East Coasters; they go to all the festivals, like all the horror conventions, and they go, "Hey, are we going up here? Are we going here? Are we going here? Are we going to go to this hotel?" The only downside of it is, as much as I love seeing my friends and buds all over the country, and Days of Dead Atlanta was like a second home. For me, I, I kind of get sick of vacationing in a hotel room. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to go yeah, like yeah. go like I, I kept going. I go to the convention and I never have time to go to the aquarium, you know. Um, and now the aquarium yeah. is still closed, but you know, uh, someday I'll get to go to the Georgia Aquarium. <clears throat> you take me, Richard, to the Georgia yeah. Aquarium. Please. I like the aquarium. I, I like it. No, I'm serious. I want to go so bad to that aquarium. I love aquariums. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco. We have a rock and aquarium there. Um, way we can do the tour, touristy shit. We'll do uh, aquarium and World of Coke same day. <laughs> oh, I already have done. I did World of Coke with Nathan the first time we met. Okay, that's who's that, the diabetic. Don't take him in there. Are you kidding? Don't no, kill him. Oh, I need him. This was this was the perfect Atlanta day. We went and we saw the Cyclorama, and then we that's went awesome. to the World of Coke. Um, yep, that, and and it just so we call that eighth grade yeah. field trip. Yeah, and it, I had to. Man, my daughter's with me. She's two and a half. We were we're gonna balance it out. We're on the way to. Remember, I was a park ranger for a long time, so I go, I go to all this shit. Okay, um, uh, World yeah. of Coke is just bizarre. Uh, no, Nathan had a great time. I told you the Beverly story. Uh, you know where he was like the Beverly is this bitter Italian drink that only one in one thousand people like. It has aconite in it. It's super oh. bitter. Um, and and so he stood there and passed right out the biggest, scariest looking dudes in the building, which there were a few. It is Atlanta. You get your variances, right? And of course, nobody's gonna fight Nathan because he's huge and like in the middle. Of, it, it was it was hysterical. Uh, it, you know, my daughter was running around like a psycho in there. Oh my god, she would take her cup and she'd have everyone fill it up for her. She just like we allowed her to have soda. She was just like. Ah, ah. You know, I broke my heart. Um, but yeah, so that was that was my first day in Georgia, and then we ended at the Varsity. That's where I ended up eating. That landmark town. What do you have? What do you have? Yeah, yeah. So it was a very Atlanta nice. downtown day. Um, I've now done Stone Mountain, so you know, got that going for us too. So you know, I'll go less touristy stuff. But I had my daughter with me, so and then we went to Mardi Gras after that. And that was the shiznit. That was my first time going to Mardi Gras. So I she is really... jonesing for some uh, vacation and Oh, my down. God. I really need to go. <laughs> I think we all like, are. But I need to go farther. I need Same to go, room. like, out of town, out of town, like 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 Europe or something. I really want to get out of town. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been a rough year for all of us. Anyway, let's yeah, get back to Godzilla. Mm. Let's get back to Godzilla. I don't want to bring Ron into this. What, it, Ron, do you um, King Kong versus Godzilla? Ron, pick side. You have to. Oh, I'm definitely Team Godzilla. Okay, so we got one for Godzilla. I mean, I love King, okay. I love King Kong, but Godzilla, yeah, Godzilla has always been my monster. Okay. No, you can love both, but you have to choose. So, so we sure. have Godzilla. <laughs> Okay, Aaron, Godzilla or King Kong? I love Godzilla. I grew up on Godzilla, and believe it or not, I'm kind of leaning Kong right now. Okay. Mm. So we got one for Kong. Kong and that badass axe, man. <laughs> Raven, Kong or Godzilla? 
Most important question of the night. Whoa. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Right? This is this is hard. Now I gotta <laughs> tell you, as as movies go, I like the thirty three Kong more than the fifty four Gojira. Oh, but I too. think in a flat out fight, Godzilla is gonna kick the shit out of King Kong. There's okay. no way he can't. He's radioactive. He's a fucking <laughs> god. <laughs> okay. Well, so is, so is King. King Kong is a god, too. There, He's worshipped on his island. Um, sure. So, but, but, yeah, no. Kaiju, huge guy. Steven, what about you? We're two to one right now. <laughs> Might be muted. Uh-oh. All right. Well, if Steve's not there, we will talk to Richard. You get the close Godzilla got him. Uh, yeah. So, can you hear me? No. Oh, now we can. Saying. You're back. Oh, oh sorry. Well. I meant to say that to myself. That was inner monologue. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. I was muted. Continue. I was going to say you need to choose between Godzilla. Oh, yeah, and Godzilla. Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godzilla. I like the Kong movie best. I said when I was muted, sorry. Um, but I think as Raven said, Godzilla is going to kick his ass, I think. Right. I agree with Raven totally. All right, last but not least, Richard, what about you? I'm I'm all for, you know, opposable thumbs, man. I'm going with Kong. That's my boy. Yeah. But when I just watched the original today when I was at work, I watched uh, King Kong versus Godzilla and forgot, which everyone else is doing, Godzilla had electric powers, man. He's got powers to fight the atomic yeah. monster. He can do Ooh. it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I, I, I actually am going to sure. lean towards Godzilla. I mean, not Godzilla, King Kong. I'm going to actually, and it's going to end up oh. literally, that means that we are even in a dead heat. So we won't know until <laughs> the movie comes out which who's going to win. Uh, but King Kong is my boy. It's my favorite. It was the first horror film I ever saw. I'm always going to fall for King. The King Yo. was beautiful. And and the moment that changed me wasn't King Kong. It was when they went in after him, and the first thing they see is that Stegosaurus. That moment changed my life. And I, I can't explain to you, when I saw that, what it did to me. I was like, that's a real dinosaur. And I was like, how did they do that? And my dad told me about stop animation, and then I jumped and then started showing me Ray Harryhausen movies, and that was it. Here I am. Uh, That's the know. same with me. I was more yeah. of the Harryhausen boy than the Kaiju oh boy. I grew into I, Kaiju. I took both box sets of Ray Harryhausen into the birthing room with me. Didn't actually end up watching them, but they were there. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter was here. I had my hair. Well, because I was going to be in there for a long time, but a lot of weird things happened. I, I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> The evil genius always does things her own way. Uh, so, so Godzilla is. I love. I love Godzilla, but I'm always honestly gonna be more of a King Kong girl in the end. Um, I have a soft spot for the Rick Baker suit in the '70s. Uh, you know, yeah. I wish Peter Jackson's movie is was better than it is. Um, oh, it was good. I, I love that one. It's I do too. I have a soft spot. Oh yeah, no, I love that. Jack Black is my boy. I just love him to death, and it it feels awkward watching him in that movie. I don't know why. Um, 
And but the animation is amazing, and it gave me the ah hell no moment uh, when you, they fall into the, the the pit and those those like leeches things attack them. <laughs> yeah, that is mm-hmm. that is my worst nightmare right there. I mean, I I no, just just no. I I actually did scream at that moment. I I was like, wow, okay. That brought me back to why I loved Peter Jackson for a brief moment, because you know I. Loved, yeah. I loved, loved Dead Alive. Dead Alive is my favorite horror film, and he directed that. And I can never begrudge him, you know, future loveless relationships with his movies. We'll talk about the Hobbit movies later. I have to have a discussion <laughs> with him about the Hobbit movies. But, <laughs> you know, I have a very big issue with the Hobbit movies. But, uh, yeah, the, the, so I, I love King Kong, and I love I love almost every version. I even like the Lim, 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 Limda Hamilton version. Kong Lives, you know, dealing with Redfist in the 80s. I, I saw that movie. Uh, <laughs> um, sure. So, uh, Mighty Joe Young, always, had, uh... I love him. I love it too. That's actually my favorite. That's you know of of the big eight movies from the thirties and forties. Though, anyway, go ahead, Richard. Especially which one didn't one have um the dude um God why the can't dude. I get his name out right now? Yeah, which was King Kong movie? Yeah, wasn't there one before? Um... Yeah, that's that, that's the one with oh. uh, oh, seventy six. Yeah, yeah. Seventy six one. Okay, you I, literally I had my mind. Yeah, the dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. Exactly right. That's the seventies one with Rick Baker. Rick Baker is actually seventy eight. Was it? Yeah, it's seventy six. I just had to look it up. I thought that was. I actually knew that it was seventy six. Um, and and uh, Rick Baker is in the suit. That is him in the suit. So yep. uh, you know, so that's awesome because it's Rick Baker. I mean, you know, come mm-hmm. on, Rick Baker. He's gonna do some of the greatest work ever. And right around the time, he also does Tanya Tanya's Island not too long after that movie. Oh God! Whoa. I can't take you seriously when you say <laughs> Rick Baker, even though I love you. the man. It, you always bring you. up Tanya's Island. I, I forgot that yeah. you made Tanya's me Island. watch Everyone that. I think we might actually be even for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. <laughs> oh, is that how I fixed it? Is because I took it from the Yeah, no, I think we're even Snyder? now. I think we're good. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I, everyone needs to watch the fucking Tanya's Island. Everyone just needs to know that no, no, they don't. It's not going to it's a her Wow, this, it's my, a my my board is full tonight, everyone. Hooray! Wow. That's all right. Okay, let's see. Oh my God, it is huge. All right. Hello, six seventy eight. You're on with the sexy witches. I agree wholeheartedly. Everyone needs to see Tanya's Island. Hey, oh, I know that voice. I know that voice. <laughs> All right, you are a tiebreaker, Nathan. We are three and three, Godzilla versus Ooh. King Kong. No, hello. well, you can have a vote, but you're like you're like DC. It's non-binding, so you can have a vote. What is your vote? So Evil genius is here. Huh? Mm-hmm. King Kong versus Godzilla, of course. Pick. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go Godzilla, but even if King okay. Kong wins. Godzilla Kong. is the Jason Voorhees of Kaiju. You can't kill him. <laughs> so he yeah, wins at the end anyway. True. So I'm seeing Godzilla. That's actually true. So Godzilla wins. It, it, like, okay, so Godzilla wins. Because Nathan. Nathan is the tiebreaker. Everyone give him a Thank you, Nathan, <laughs> for being <laughs> logical. 
How do we boot someone from the phone? I'm gonna hang up on Nathan. I have a feeling that that whoever directs uh, who's directed this one, I forget which one. Wingard. Is, not, Wingard. is, is it yep. a Wingard? He yep. Skull Island also, right? No, Wingard's. No. Uh, this is his first real big. He did Blair Witch, the remake, or the sequel. However, we'll look at it. I thought he had another big movie. Your yeah, HS. Adam Wingard, right? You're next, yeah. Yeah, no, this is first oh, yeah. single. Him and um, Simon Blair. Yeah. I was a young I man cut, when that movie came out. I, I, I cut my I cut, I got out of work. I like I like cut work to go see that on my birthday. I was it's like good. I'm outie. Yeah. So oh my god, now I'm like I like what am I missing that I'm like annoyed about that I have to look up Adam Wingard on the web while I'm on my show because I hate doing Death that. Note. <laughs> the guest. Death Note is okay. I mean, that's which not worth the phone, right? Yeah. Well, he did the guest, which was awesome. A lot of people like. Oh him, yeah, the right? guest is so good. Yeah. Yeah, the guest is so good. That was what I, I might have been thinking of. But I think, yeah, your next was the big one I saw. So this is really – who did Skull Island then? I tried to forget who did that one. Which Wasn't one it the guy that did Monsters? Was it the guy that did Gareth uh, Evans? Gareth Evans. That was – Jordan so Vaught Roberts. Director, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I don't know that name. Let's see what he's doing. Uh, I have Kings no idea. of Summer, Successful Alcoholics. Well, we know Adam Wingard has an in, in it for good pacing and good timed action sequences. So there's going to be that going for him. Um, yeah. uh, oh, but he also the, did that Death Note movie. Well, yeah, oh. but, you know, we, we, uh, I always found it extremely convenient in your next that she also happened to be a survivalist. Like, they just tell us, oh, and I'm a survivalist. Handy. One line. That was all she said to justify her survival. You know, I was like, okay. But then again, it was still like really fun movie. And, you know, I enjoyed it. And, and the masks were cool. And, you know, Nathan has a thing for the masks because um, I've seen them in his house. Uh, so, um, you know, and uh, so, you know, so we'll see. I, I'm going to go see it on the theaters. I, you know, I'm going to put on my mask and go. I will be very much social distance because I'm going to be in between shot, COVID shots. And, you know, and there's too many horror stories about people dying waiting for their second shot. And I just know yeah. that I, uh, so I'm going to be super diligent, but I'm going to wear my mask. But I've been to the movie theater three times since they reopened. Um, you know, I haven't been back in a while. I stopped going and, and when the spike in the uh, fall started going up, I stopped going. Uh, but yeah. now that things are back down, Kind of. They're actually going back up again here for some reason. Um, I was going to go, but I want to go see Godzilla in the theater because I just think it's wrong. When you have a chance to see a kaiju movie on the big screen, you should always take it. Uh, always. Absolutely. Always. Biggest screen so, possible. Yeah, I mean, it really is meant to be a big screen film. Uh, you know, uh, it, a lot of people complained about 2014, but honestly, you know, it did exactly what every Toho movie does. It it it, it does one fight where he loses and one fight where he wins. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the formula yeah. is there. Um, you know, uh, they do kill Brian Cranston off way too early in that movie. Like, like so like, early. You know, how so high 
he's built. It, it, it was. It, it, I felt ripped off. It, it does buying <laughs> the ticket. And, yeah. and he's he's he actually brought some like weight to the I mean, film. Like it actually kind of like I was totally for that yeah. character, and then he's gone. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, they Janet yeah. lead him. It wasn't fair. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't even like, like Sam Jackson in, in Deep Blue Sea. They almost drew like Barrymore. denied. You know. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. They, they, you know, it wasn't like a, a, a setup for a joke. He just they just. Horribly killed him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's oh, like, no, this is all we could afford him for. We got to kill him now. What? No, I didn't take it that way. And I loved him. Really? In that. I thought, yeah, he was one of the no, best things about great. that. But no, just they didn't have the budget to have him for the whole movie because they no. spent the rest of the budget on the fight. But they couldn't I, I, have both, so they had a little bit of Brian Cranston, way too much humans that I didn't care about, and not enough monsters mm. killing each other. I say that for every, okay, that's fair. every kaiju movie. You know, there shouldn't be humans. I, I can't exactly. help but notice that no one has mentioned the 1998 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Are we just talking about that never Bell, happened? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. the mission. I was in yeah. middle school when that movie came out, all right? So I, I was read too. the novelization of it and loved Matthew Broderick <laughs> so much. I saw that movie ten times in theater and ended up buying Singing yeah. in the Rain soundtrack. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, portion from scene to scene. It's crazy. He changes it's like they have no <laughs> you know what I mean? He's as big as yes, he does. To be, damn it. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, Dear and Lord. of course, the Taco Bell guy, movie. I still that have guy it. runs the studio yeah. now. That guy runs Paramount Pictures now, for God's sake. Oh, holy shit. It, it, you know, it, it is what it is. I love the shout out in the final wars where the Sin Godzilla kicks that one. Yes. In seconds. <laughs> that was you know, brilliant. Like, even, and they were so right like, to do that. Why? He just takes him out. <laughs> it's like, you know, no, <laughs> you are not me. Uh, but, you know, that that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know. I'm actually. It, go ahead. I'm a big enough fan of the 2014 Godzilla that I actually snuck a reference to, to it into one of Richard's films. Ah, I didn't catch nice. this. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. I, I remember that because I, I laughed my ass off. The let them fight. Yep. <laughs> wow. I keep forgetting the, the goddamn one with Brian Cranston was 2014. Stop fucking with me on this, man. Oh. <laughs> We're old. We're all old. Um, so, you know, so I still go see, I don't care how old I am, I'm going to go see the kaiju movie, because I love the kaiju movies. I mean, there's just something about monsters. I always love, that part of horror has always been my favorite. The large, you know, the psychotronics and the horror monsters, the giant bugs love giant bugs. Yeah, sure. Give me all the monsters. Nope. So, uh, yeah, I think we lost Liz again. I was going to ask, so are we all big fans of Pacific Rim? Yeah, yeah. I am. Surprisingly, I'm right on. I am not. I, 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 I get upset with that. Oh, oh. Yep, yeah, not a fan. Why? Yeah, no, it's Anton <laughs> Mech. Like, the only Mech I could ever deal with was Power Rangers. And 
that was my oh least my favorite God. part of the show was like when they would get in the robots. I'm like, no, I like the giant monster, but not a mech. Once it's a robot, I'm done. Okay. I write it off. So no oh, wow. Godzilla versus I Mecha know. Godzilla. I can deal with that yeah, one because it's not it's not the same to me of where it's this big giant square robot. Like I can deal okay. with more of the humanoid robot version or not humanoid the Godzillaoid sure. I guess. But no, once it's a yeah, mech, yeah. like the, in the anime sense of mech, where I'm piloting this and you know, no. Right. So what are your thoughts on Voltron? Um. Voltron's a cartoon, so I can deal with that one a little bit more. But no, I'm still not a huge fan. Like, uh, I can get really good. Okay. The only one I ever liked was uh, this anime called Zoids from back in the early 2000s. So I, I dug oh, that for some reason. I remember Zoids. Yeah, yeah, I remember Zoids. But, like, that was the only one. Like, you know, Gundam. Uh, I like Ultraman wouldn't be a uh, mech, though, right? That was just – he just grew to giant size. Um, yeah. I guess not. Yeah, no, so yeah, I like Ultraman, he but he's a robot. What about Johnny Sacco and uh, his flying robot, yo? No, man. I'm telling you, if it's a robot, oh, I'm wow. out completely. Iron Giant, Damn. I like Iron Giant, but that's more of a Frankenstein story. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Toho's version of Frankenstein needs to be in more movies. Can you hear me? <laughs> now we can. Yeah. Now we can. Yay, yeah, we can. I'm back. Okay. It looks like we lost Ron as I was calling back in. I was going to give him one more shout out before he left. So I'm going to pin him. So keep going. I was actually, I could hear everything you were doing. So I'll be right back. That's okay. I'm just, I'm feeling the hatred on me for my dislike of robots. Well, no. No. well first of all, it's pronounced robots. Robots. Uh-huh. Robots. Yeah. Nice. That's Very your nice. first problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, yeah. it really is. Like when I was younger, I used to love anime. And one of the main reasons I got out of it was everyone would be like, this is great. This is great. And then they would show me some damn mech. And I was like, nope, done. Uh, it's, that, it's that weird thing. Cause wow. like, I think we all probably had, you know, the big giant Godzilla toy that I wish I still had uh-huh. to sell now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> right. You know, we all had that. But then every once in a while, I guess as being an American kid, like I'd get one of those Japanese robot toys. And I'm like, I don't get it. What do I do with it? There's this is it's not transforming. What's the point? Nah. But even Godzilla, I could take his legs and tail off and put my little, you know, Star Wars figures in it, so it looked like he eat them. Yeah. He was eating them. So yeah, but I don't the know, show got an idea, and you could fire his fist. Fired <laughs> his that might fist. have been what I had. I remember the fist firing. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that. Ron had to sign off. I just said goodbye to him, and don't forget to buy. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. War you, of, Ron. The, uh, of the God Monsters from Korea coming out near you. It's nice. F- yeah. Ron, yeah, so that it's sounds be, Yeah, awesome. check that out. So uh, I will put up the link on, on my Facebook page and on the Sexy Witches page at some point in the near future. So look for that. So And the posters, okay. go to his page and look at these posters. They're phenomenal. <laughs> so, I, I spent uh, an hour on his website last night. Like I'm about yeah, to go broke it, with a stimulus it, coming in. Oh yeah, my no, gosh! He, right? He's got a great indie label. Go check out his work and what he releases yeah. and his own work and House Shark. And so thanks, Ron, for all. And that. lots of Tim Ritter movies. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got Truth or Dare, man. <laughs> <laughs> the real like, Truth or Dare. Exactly. Yeah, my friends in that actually. The, the so, 1980s one. Uh, no, no. There's an indie film that's called Truth or Dare. So anyway, different well, different movie. Okay. 
I was thinking you're thinking of that, but no, I haven't seen that movie. I should. Oh, see you that need movie. to see it. It's it's a, a quintessential slasher that no one's ever heard of. Ah, that was actually and SRS Cinema holds it. Me to SRS Cinema, man, they got yeah. a lot of cool little things yep. going on. So, and now they have kaiju, and you know, uh, Shell Factory also has a lot of kaiju. I noticed, and all the Criterion. Yeah. Um, and there's okay. a lot of kaiju on Criterion. They actually have all the Godzilla movies. Um, and HBO. And, and uh, HBO and, has it right yeah. now. And, of course, never, ever, ever forget our our friends over at MST3K and Rift Tracks mm-hmm. have done great service by doing uh, riffs <laughs> on most of Godzilla and a bunch of the Gamera, which is my personal uh, all favorite. All the Gamera's. They did an entire week to Gamera in the yep. in, in the uh, inaugural mainstream season. Uh, uh, yeah, no, every Gamera is really neat. Gamera is full of sweet. We believe in Gamera. Okay, I think that <laughs> like it's such an important song. Um, but you know, I was actually t- telling Nathan this last night. I went to go rewatch Rep- the Reptilicus episode, which is the first episode mm-hmm. uh, from the first mm-hmm. new season. It's not on Netflix anymore. They took it off. Oh, they no. The, gaunt- the gauntlet's there, but Oh, right. I read they were doing not. that. And it's now on Apple TV for purchase. Oh, come on. Huh. Yeah, and that's uh, why I buy them uh, from Shout Factory at Comic Con every uh, time. Media, I noticed some of Jonas Ray's episodes pop up in the in the Pluto TV feed, so they must yes. have some kind of rights to them. Uh, but it still was very alarming to not. I really wanted to watch that episode of, of Reptilicus because I wanted to see the kaiju rap and. Uh, uh, and it, 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 I had to watch it. Oh, yeah, the kaiju rap is the best part. I actually <laughs> have it queued up if I want to play it here, um, just in case. Nice. Because I was like, we were talking about kaiju. Never know. You never know. We might need it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I did watch Reptilicus, though, when I was getting my – it was free on Tubi without the commentary track. So I said, fuck it, I'm just going to watch the movie. I forgot how non-PC that movie is. <laughs> There's some like really sexist shit going down in that movie, um, but I love I love the monster. I still have a real soft spot for Reptilicus. I think he's kind of cool. He's like you know he, he he spits acid and you know he's cute. So I you know I, he's not he the worst kind of kaiju. adorable. Yeah, he's he's adorable and he's kind of gross. I like I like when the kaiju's are a little on the Same. gross side sometimes. Um, and then, uh, Nathan, you were mentioning Gorgo from England, which is another oh, kaiju yeah. that's not Godzilla. You want to talk Gorgo. about Gorgo? Awesome. Yeah, Gorgo's great. It's, you, when you think of kaiju, you do not think England. Like, at all. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, got, I actually got to see that on the big screen a few years back at one of the uh, Silver Screen Spook Show screenings. And I hadn't seen it since, like, early days on TBS. I hadn't seen it forever. And I'd forgotten just what a good movie that is. Like, it's actually, you know, a lot of kaiju flicks you like they're so bad they're good. That's actually a good <clears> movie. <laughs> I like yeah. how we have to justify it. It's actually a good movie. It's like, you got to see like, there are a lot of kaiju movies I absolutely love that I would never in a million years argue are actually good. 
Well, you know, <laughs> like, they're boring. But... Like, the Smog Monster movie is dull, okay? I yeah. It's absolutely the dullest movie. Fight sequences See, Laura are needed still a better good. movie because it's a cool monster. Cool yeah. monster. Uh, bad movie. You know my favorite uh, kaiju movie? What? That one, that one little scene in Waxworks 2 where Zach Galligan or whatever his name is just oh. does a really bad Asian impersonation and goes, oh, Godzilla. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. great, Richard. We, uh, thank you for contributing. We'll, I'd like to be part of the, the conversation. <laughs> no, that movie is a weird you... movie because it was kind of meta before meta had a like a term and so it has this odd place in in film history and so i kind of like the first waxworks and i have a relationship but that movie and i are just like okay you're kind of like bill and ted's but not that not as good <laughs> so uh so I, I have a fond affection for both the waxwork movies so um you know i kind of put them on the same shelf as the wishmaster movies they're kind of like their own thing going down <laughs> so um, which is not a kaiju. He's a djinn. That's a different monster entirely. Ah, um, yeah. So, but it goes back to Richard's folk love of folklore, though. There's a monster that's kind of terrifying. Uh, genies. Genies are terrifying. Um, they can mm-hmm. be. You know. So you know. They. They. Careful what you wish for. You um, seen the movie uh, <laughs> Under the Shadow? I think is what it's called. That was a. What's it? It was a Pakistani movie. I have mm, shadows, no. and I haven't seen it yet. I really need to. It's in my queue. So. Terrifying, because it's all about when the, uh, wow. you know, the the Islam law takes over in the town, like oh, in the 80s. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, a woman who's dealing with a haunted house from a jinn, but still can't go out to a fascist government, so she can't leave the house. It's uh, uh it's insane. Wh- which evil do you choose, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, I, I did see that. That's on Netflix. It's really mm-hmm. good. Did I get the That's name right? I think it's Under the Shadows. I always forget. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. It is Under the Shadows. Under the Shadows, I, I just, I'm just high. You know what I mean? I can't remember anything <laughs> at this point. Um, but anyway, um, it's almost 11. So we already decided on who we think is going to win, and Godzilla is going to win with by an by a, 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 a <laughs> electric uh, fin. It's going to be fun. I'm really glad that everyone is still like. I think that like kaiju movies keep you young, so you should watch them because they, yeah. they 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 are a nostalgia, but they're kind of nostalgia in all the right ways because you don't dwell on it. You're not like, yeah, these movies were fucking amazing, as Nathan would say. Yeah, they're not <laughs> that good, but you have a fond affection for them, and they're entertaining. You know, even when if they're boring, who cares? You can go get some food, get some soda, come back, and there's still fighting going on. So, you know, you just got to wait for the kaiju. You know the last the 20 minutes of the movie is going to make up for any of the uh, beginning. Yeah. It, you know, it always will in a, in a kaiju movie. I always say, if you don't like kaiju movies, go to the last 20 minutes of Gidra the 300 Monster and watch that fight. Tell me yeah. it's perfect. And if you don't think it's so awesome, then you'll go back and watch the other stuff. Because that really, to me, in a nutshell, is my favorite Godzilla. But it, it just kind of shows you, like, yeah, th- you know, the, these are stuff guys doing this. They're, that's why I think it works. There's humans in the suits, and they're doing – it's like professional wrestling. They're doing the stunts themselves. Maybe some wire foo in there, too, but um, – 
it's not CG. This one will be. So that's mm-hmm. the only difference is that this is a, a, a CGI fest, but the monsters themselves are still there. There, there are, there are, they, they raised us. So that's why we go back to see them and we bring our kids to see them too. Uh, Lily's obviously the evil dance is going to be with me at this screening. I showed her slacks, by the way, uh, before we the go. Slacks is awesome. awesome. Slacks is awesome. She Highly recommend it. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I want, I want Nathan and Richard both to watch slacks and get back at me on that one. Yeah, yes, really please. I want to hear what you guys have to say too, please. Yeah, I think they're right up your alley. I highly recommend that movie. Um, so uh, you know another movie that's fucking amazing. Hmm. Another movie that's absolutely what? amazing. Mother Noose was Once Upon a Nightmare. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Yes. yes. It's third one. Somebody didn't survive this film either. Uh, once again, in a Richard's movie, and he dies. And you know, you know, spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler. I've never, I've never lived through a single movie I've been in. <laughs> wow. You're just no. not a final girl type. Yeah. No. Or I just die well, one of the two. <laughs> or both. You die well, boy. So I will see Nathan. <laughs> I will see you in May. Richard, yeah. I will see you in April. Absolutely. Yep. And um, I hope to see you all again on the flip side somewhere in a week or two. We're going to have an Oscar episode, and we're going to go back, and go, it's going to be a countdown redux of 2020's movies. So we can now that we've had time to catch up and go back and films that were being held on release are now coming out, we can all go back and watch these films. And so we'll have much more informed top tens next hmm. time we see you. Um, and we'll all do some, we'll, and we'll talk about the Oscar wins, of course. And um, we'll have a recap of other uh, uh, things in April. There's so much happening. I don't even know when it's going to happen, but it is happening. Hmm. And I will get back to you in April. In two weeks, we will have another Sexy Witches. So good night, everyone. And good film hunting. And go watch a kaiju movie. It'll keep you young and healthy. So yeah. good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. Right.